Welcome to the Florida Band Podcast. My name is Andrew Lopez. I'm the band director at Coniston Middle School in West Palm Beach, Florida. And I'm Christian Gordon, band director at Westglades Middle School in Parkland, Florida. And the, this is actually our first published episode. Um, for me, it's coming out on the first day of school, but if you're in Palm Beach County, but I know for other counties around the state, it's not. But we figured our first published episode should be on the first day of school, coming out on the first day of school, or at least before, so you guys can take away some things. So that's what we're going to cover. First day of school, everything first day of school, all the good stuff. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. Um, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. What's tomorrow? July 4th. July 4th. We're actually recording this a little bit early, but we are excited for July 4th. Uh, we're doing a a, a, uh, a poop beer tasting. Yes, <laughs> we are. We're, we're, it's, it's a PLC because there's going to be a bunch of band directors there, so we're probably going to talk some shop and, and get better, but we are doing a poop beer tasting. Quote, get better, close quote. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we're well, we're gonna have you know we're gonna have the Mick Ultras, we're gonna have the Natty Lights and the Keystone. Oh God! Um, but it's gonna be good. So yeah. Um, but welcome to the Florida Band Podcast. You know we uh, covering everything we you need you need band related, Florida band related, uh, Southeast band related, but just two guys, two band directors talking shop, doing their thing. So let's get into it. Uh, first day. Anything off the top of your head? Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to. Having everybody back in person, hopefully, Honestly. fingers crossed. I would love to walk in first day, and everybody's there. That's, hmm. That would be my main hope. Did your superintendent make any like promises or anything like that? So Christian teaches in Broward County. I teach in Palm Beach for anybody listening. Um, but like, did, did has, has your superintendent been explicit in that kind of stuff? Because ours ours has. So sure. I don't know if you remember, but our superintendent resigned. Oh, okay. And. <laughs> The last time I checked, they were looking for an interim superintendent. Okay, so... And I don't know if they found anybody yet. So your thing's just kind of up in the air. Yeah. Yeet, skeet, control, delete. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Episode so, over. No. So ours, um... Yeah, thanks for watching. Um, what are they ours, watching? I, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so ours is, um... Our, our Dr. Fenoy... Uh, made a pretty bold statement, and he said, you know, unless things get catastrophically worse, you know, uh, everybody's in person. If you intend to, if you intend on being a part of a public school, your 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 butt's gonna be in that seat, um, which is neat. And you know, and they, we, you're, every every county is gonna have an influx of Florida virtual kids, um, and then we also have a, we're also launching a Palm Beach virtual for the kids who want to be a part of the county and the families who want to be a part of the county but don't want to come to school. It's not going to be anything close to what it, what we're offering. And that's kind of the point. Um, but yeah, so I, I would agree. You know, I'm excited to see everybody there. I, my, one of my favorite parts of last year was how, was at the concert that we had. We were really fortunate to have a concert. Um, but all the beginners came from in person or from, from online and they were like so amazed at the size of the stage and like the size of the band room and it was so it was it was it was funny watching them like just adjust the posture on their own <laughs> as they were super hunched over um and then and then be like oh wait I, I can't sit like this oh, I gotta be a human and kind of figure it out from there that was really really cool um so yeah I, I would say I'm excited what else are you excited for well if I if I may I'd like to expound on what I hope will happen I hope I just hope I can give the kids high fives and fist bumps and 
hugs and elbow bumps and sure um i don't think it's going to be a typical first day of school no i think behavior <clears throat> is going to be insane a little bit i think behavior is going to be insane so as much oh. as i want to uh be all sunshine and rainbows that day i think it's, it's extremely important that we uh maybe put in a little more effort into our first day yeah rituals and procedures i'm, I'm gonna try and do do like the the sadism kind of thing where i'm like i'm happy and smiley but i got a whip in my hand um <laughs> and just kind of build, you know um yes i've developed that skill over the past few years yeah so it's gonna be definitely a lot of um it's gonna be your i would agree it's probably gonna be super super different um, but yeah, what we wanted to cover in this episode, you know, I mean, four minutes in, um, is Just share each other's first day rituals and experiences and what we've experienced in past first, first days. Yeah. You know, think things to look out for. Um, do you remember your first day teaching my very first day? Yeah. Your very first day, your very oh, first job as God. a brand new teacher. Yeah, I do. You want to go, you want to start with that? Yeah. All right. I, you know, just share what you want to share. Don't, you know. Sure. Um, I remember the band room not being completely set up um, because I was so overwhelmed during pre-planning. You know, like, just like, what do you what do you cover? Um, and I remember, and yeah, the band room wasn't completely set up. Um, the lights in the room were not completely there. Like all, a majority of the lights were out. So it was a really, really dark room. About three weeks into to the school year, they actually fixed the lights and then it became, you know, a teaching environment. Um, but the, the lights in the school, in the building or in the, in, the, in the room were out. So it was super dark and dim, which can sometimes lead itself to good classroom management, but not if you're a nose picking 21 year old, you have no clue what you're doing. And I was 21 when I started teaching. Um, I remember uh, I remember having a PowerPoint up, but not always remembering to change slides and have things ready so kids could. And I also remember not um, being as active as I could, telling kids to, "Hey, like, you should probably look at the look at the PowerPoint." Yeah, this is gonna be a very um, management-heavy episode. A lot of management strategies, but it, it's you know, I remember, and I think the the thing I remember most was nerves with every class because I was replacing a band director who my first year there I was replacing a band director who had been there for about 15 years so I was I was very much you know the newbie who was being tested not you not in a challenging or physical sort of way um, but I was being tested like just by all their faces you could tell they're like this guy is not that guy and it was a uh, I remember that very vividly. I remember go. I remember getting there crazy early, and I remember leaving that day crazy late. What about you? Um, that sounds cool. Yeah, thanks. So for me, <laughs> I remember being very nervous, pacing the room. I had my room set, and I had things set up. I remember pacing, and I also remember that I actually didn't have a first period. So, what do you mean? Well, it was an interesting situation where two days a week I would go do an elementary school band. Mm. And so, um, and that particular day, I did not do that. Okay. On that day. Like, I didn't have to. So, 
I was by myself and kids were going to first period and I like I could hear them and I was just hiding in the room right like <laughs> it's terrifying you know? and uh, you know finally let them in and my first class was eighth eighth graders Ooh. and it was just eighth graders Ooh. and uh, about 30 or so of them yeah decent sized group and of all different ability levels and behavior levels sure <clears throat> And I remember being ice cold. Yeah. Oh, there's a bleep. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> My bad. No, this is, uh, in terms of band podcasts, you know, we, we very much, you guys are here to learn and maybe you guys are here to just relate. Um, we're also we're, here to be our authentic selves. Yeah, just keep, when keeping it real goes, goes well. <laughs> yes, it does um, actually between the two of us. So, um, ice cold and yeah, sure. I, I just, I just knew more than anything yeah that i needed to shut down disrespect sure as soon as possible sure i did it the wrong way but i only i did it the way i knew how and the way i was told what is one thing you would do differently on your first day smile yo word <laughs> you say i smile. i wasn't gonna say that and then you said it i'm like yep and yep. uh i would definitely smile and um i would probably not wear the same clothes. I remember, you know, dressing to the nines. Pretty much everything except a jacket, a suit jacket. You wore right? a tie too. Yeah, I wore a tie my first day. And uh, I don't wear a tie. Yeah, which is fine if you're one of those people either. that like you function better wearing the the long button, long sleeve button down with a tie, nice slacks, nice shoes. That's cool. I don't, I don't wear that anymore. I still dress semi professional, bit more business casual though. Sure. But uh, I just remember sweating. Yeah, yeah, profusely. <laughs> yeah. And uh, oh god, and being drained. Yep. I um. But yeah, no. So with all of that, um, you know, we we understand that you know the first day is the first. Honestly, it's true. The first day can be super super nerve wracking. It's honestly even nerve wracking. You know, I'm I'm going into year seven, which is wild, and you're going into year eight, right? I'm also going into year seven. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, cool. So, wow. How neat. Um, yeah, right? I actually have so, one more thing. Um, listening to you talk about your first day, something I learned mm-hmm. and practiced is rehearsing the first day. Yep. Whether it's sitting down yep. or going on a walk and visualizing the first day or actually getting in your band room. Yeah, we're going to get to that. And just talk about your yep. first day yep. or talk through it. Yep. Helps a lot. Oh, because yeah. what I failed to mention was also on my first day, I thought I was ready. I was not. Oh yeah, no, we'll so, talk and we'll talk about that because that's part well, of you. Know, where that's a part of both of our rituals. We'll go ahead and talk about um, it. So like, you know, with um, you know, talk, you want to talk about just what how I how I handle my first day, like uh, the, yeah. pre, the preamble. And, so let's do maybe like the preamble. You can do your preamble, and then I'll talk about my actual procedures for the first day, and you can do your procedures. Okay. Okay. So how I prepare for the first day, obviously, you want to make sure the room is set up. I still, I have, I have a. Um, I make sure my chairs are set up, and I always set up my chairs in my room beforehand to be uh, five more, five more seats than my largest ensemble. Just cause, just oh, just cause. I've okay. I've 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 encountered years where like they'll for some reason you know you might have an extra kid here. Um, typically, my largest ensembles, um, especially my first couple years, were always my beginning bands. Um, so I, I remember, I, like my first couple years, I had like 50, 60 kids in that. In so I would always try to have like 60-ish chairs. Um, 
and then and also having extra chairs allows you to you know obviously your, your seating may change during the year you might just get bored by having the trumpets over there and you want to move them over to the other side so by having multiple chairs in the room i was able to give some flexibility in my setup so i always set up my chairs first um and i set up my po i set up my podium and i set up my chairs and i set up my smart board i make sure the room is set up completely my number one rule with setting up my room is something i got from my intern teacher my number one rule is have nothing in the room in the rehearsal space that is not necessary if you're not going to use it get rid of it don't even just put it away get rid of it like if you have no use for this thing like if you just have a bookshelf just have a bookshelf because you're like oh i might put books on there if you're not gonna put books on there get it out of it. get it there sometimes sometimes teachers did, did say why um it's just uh for yes you know you you want to have it be if you want to be the room space to be efficient as efficient as possible um you and put off the the vibe of being efficient like yeah. this is an efficient room yeah and it is a it is a spacious room you know band rooms work better the more open space there is um so i have a question okay if you don't mind sure what about the extra chairs that you set out will that not be potentially extra for certain Ty periods? Typically, if I have, I, I, when I have five extra chairs, I might have one one extra chair in the first row, um, one extra chair in the second row, maybe two extra chairs in the third row, and sometimes I have a fourth row, um, and, and also percussion. Chairs will go back there. Um, but it's never, it's never to where um, it's excess. And also, when, like, let's say your beginning band is only using three rows, I will stack the fourth row. So that, and then we'll stack it in the in the spots because I use what are called chair squares, where I'll literally draw. I wouldn't recommend this if you have a tile floor. Um, please talk. Please consult your custodians beforehand. Um, but I'll actually with Sharpie draw on the floor little tiny chair squares or like little squares around the chair legs, so the kids know exactly where the chairs go. Um, and what that does is there, there's a spot for every chair. So I'll have, like without without the chairs going everywhere, the kids will stack the fourth row. And I'll have the tuba section and the trump the tubas and the trombones will always stack the chairs if there's less kids in the next band. Like the like because um nowadays my top band's larger. Um but um yeah, so we'll so I'll 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 including the chairs, the furniture in the room is either you're using it or you're not. Um and if you and if you're not, you get rid of it. Period. And you want to have as much open space as possible. And if you're not using those chairs, you stack them. Just period. Um, and then the chair squares are there, and if I need the chair squares, I'll put I'll put the chair down. I don't know where it goes, but the the open space is more important. Um, have all the instruments out you need, um, however you want them. I I have I have uh, I took I actually got from Home Depot. I have some ab mat like some some mats, some doormats that are rubber, and I lay them on the corners of the room, and I'll lay the tubas outside. Like I'll, I'll sit the tubas and the baritones on the mats because I have I have hard linoleum floor. So and so that way they're not being dinged, I put them on the mat, mm -hmm. and the kids are also like from day one of playing. My baritones and tubas are trained. We're trained on how to handle those instruments so that there's no slamming on the floor, there's no knocking them over. It's rare that my kid my, we, we we understand how to do it. Um, so yeah, setting up your room is number one. Is that like that's the first thing I do because by setting up the room, I walk in like you know you walk into the room and it's set up. There's a it's, it's there's a different air in the room even if it's empty, you know, as opposed to like an empty banner. So setting up the room for the first thing that I do. The second thing that I do in my preamble is exactly what you said a couple minutes ago, where I'm talking about, uh, I, what I will do is I will write, I, I wrote it down my, my second year teaching. 
I wrote it down step by step my procedures and we'll get into the procedures in a second but I wrote it down it's like three pages on like a legal pad and I will read it every year twice during pre-planning I'll read it on Monday and I will read it on Friday just to make sure that I have read it down and it's and what I do is every now and then I'll, I'll edit it um and like so like there were a couple times I was like ah I want to change that now do you I was, mind sharing that I was with me? yeah absolutely I wrote it like it's in it's it's literally step by step how the first class is run procedures including lesson plan for that day which is the lesson plan is just procedures <laughs> um so i do that and i that's that's kind of my preamble in addition to all the obvious logistics of like making sure your rosters are set and having your lesson plans ready and making sure you're, if you're a middle school band director making sure your fitting is scheduled like by then it should have been but you know um yeah so my preamble that first week of school is very much just Procedures, 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 logistics, 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 setting up the room. And setting up the room for me is cathartic. Um, my wife, she always she always comes in that day because she knows I'm going to be there probably like for 10 hours. Because some people, some people like to set up their room throughout the week. I don't know if you do. Um, I do it one day. Like, and I usually do it the first day. Um, as like Monday or Tuesday, we're setting, up, we're setting up that room. So that way when I walk in through the rest of pre-planning, I'm in game mode. And, we're, and it's just a mindset thing for me. What about you? So I would say what you're calling the preamble, uh, pre-planning, is setting up the room, cleaning the room. Oh. Um, and for our chairs, we actually create an aisle in the middle of the setup. I used to. I, I might. I don't know. We find it. Uh, it's good. Very for flow. helpful. It's good for flow. Well, yes, it, it gives them more room to get to their seat. But for, for instance, it, it, it helps us get to the back of the room faster that too yeah. which it, we find most helpful and uh so we'll tape off the aisle mm -hmm. and what i'm going to start doing this year is also you have carpet right sorry we have carpet okay yeah that's actually good to point out yeah and uh what i'm also going to do because when i tape off when i tape it off i tape off the whole carpet square that's where the chair goes mm. and the kids know that that's you know where the chair goes so it creates an aisle what i'm also going to put in that carpet square with tape is the number of chairs that go in that row because I'm going to start having the kids set up the room a lot more like they already were before but yeah. it was it was still 50% me 50% them because they didn't know the number of chairs okay so I'm, I'm gonna figure out more efficient ways to get them to do more of it so it's more like 90% them 10% me sure <laughs> you know what I mean sure um, chair squares work man you can do on carpet <clears throat> I love my chair square. yeah we'll get, it's we'll, great we'll get into that in a second and uh, I have an associate director who is also my girlfriend and so we spend, thankfully, we spend time, we're able to spend time before school starts talking back and forth about how we want the first day, first week, first month to go, first quarter. We will actually plan out our, we'll map out our curriculum for the semester before school even starts. Sure. Which is really cool. <clears throat> um, let's see. As for the actual first, oh, sorry. There's also making lots of copies and getting documents ready, mm -hmm. uh, the first day documents, first week documents, mm -hmm. reviewing our handbook, see if there's anything we need to change and do, setting up the grade book, um, all that stuff. Now, as far as the actual first day, like I said. We're getting into I, that now? We're ready? Well, I thought you did some. But no, yeah, I, haven't, we, I haven't hit that yet. Did you have any questions about my pre-planning? Um... No, I mean, it's, okay. it seems pretty straightforward. I, I, I appreciate you being explicit with your 
printing of documents. So I kind of bundled that into logistics. Um, no problem. But, but yeah, no, it's, uh, I do, I've been toying with that aisle, man, because I used to do it. Um, and then as I got, like, I, my, and my room is not as deep as yours. And my room is not as wide as you yours. You mean like from where you stand to the back of the room? The rehearsal space in my room is smaller. So you just um, mean your room is smaller? It, mine. Not the room itself, like the square footage is large, but I've got rooms upon rooms that are unnecessary. So the oh. rehearsal space has been cut off. Um, so I used to do the aisle, but then I found that the sides were being choked. Crushed. Yeah. yeah. So for me, it was easier to just condense the whole setup and just train the kids to... Just mind their feet, man. Like, well, so I have two left uh, feet and falling over. Yeah, we're also going to experiment with the more triangular setup because if they go just straight left to right, mm -hmm. yeah, we run into the same problem. It runs into the lockers on the left mm -hmm. into the offices on the right. Mm -hmm. So we might angle everything so everybody's looking inward. Yeah. And there's a little bit more room. Um, but we're still going to keep the aisle. Bill Castillo used to do that. Okay. He yeah, had, I've he, seen some band rooms like He that. had the aisle like that. Um, I I've know. seen people do like an L shape. Yeah, it's wild. I've seen that too. Yeah, uh, but I, <laughs> I, I I toy with the aisle every year. Um, I just and I'm honestly because bands are smaller because we're coming back from COVID. My bands are all smaller. I might be able to do it again. I just when once my bands once both my both my concert bands once all of my bands got over fifty, I couldn't do it anymore. I just we didn't have space. And I I, I liked having the kids. I like there being a good like three or four feet of space between the tuba tuba like the tuba row and the tubas themselves so that way as they're grabbing their tubas they're not all running into each other but that's my own room um so my my for for people who are listening if you like especially if you're a first year teacher or you're somewhere in your room for the first time um and you don't know your room setup my suggestion is is my suggestion is think about maximum space but maximum efficient efficiency um and you'll you'll probably end up i like that aisle man i i really do i i brought it up three times i think about it as often as i do Every time, every year, I'm like, I'll, I don't know. Um, but yeah, so you want to dive into your first, your first day? On a typical first day, uh, the students line up outside. Okay. And I don't care if they've been in the band for one day. So these are procedures, right? Years. This is procedures. Let's do it. Procedures and what we go over. Is right. that cool? Yeah. Right, so go. they line up outside. Let's go. They will not always line up, but starting out, they line up. Mm -hmm. And we slowly transition to start coming in. But first day, they're going to line up. I don't care what class it is. And I'm going to greet them in the hallway. And I'm going to set a timer. And depending on the class, they get a certain amount of time mm -hmm. to find a seat or their seat. It depends on the class. Mm -hmm. And have all their stuff on their music stand and a name tag ready. Okay. And whether they are able to do it in that amount of time, it's typically two minutes. Whether or not they're able to do it in that amount of time, mm -hmm. um, doesn't matter. Sure. If they if they can do it in two minutes or less, I'm gonna go awesome. I just want to make sure it's not a fluke. Let's do it one more time. Cool. And they, they start to get excited and they start to understand like we move quick in this class. Mm -hmm. And then if they don't, I go okay. Uh, what are some things that we can do to make it go faster? It's probably just you know your first time in the room. It's usually the beginners that takes longer mm -hmm. and the vets they know what's happening, right? Sure. But then they do it again. I don't care if it takes half the class, but as soon as they get under two minutes, um, then class can start. And then I start with a speech. Okay. <laughs> and I get their emotions going as best as I can. I talk about, I talk about the 
legacy that they are a part of mm -hmm. and uh, what they're going to be able to build. I tell them how grateful I am that they're able to take our class and how, you know, in some parts of the country, music is dying. And I point out how music is a part of everyday life and how they're going to be a part of mm -hmm. the community. And I just, I just, I just pull at their heartstrings. Sure. You know, I just get them really excited about being in class. Yeah. And then, especially we, the beginners. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I do a sandwich. I do fun, rules, assignment, and fun. Okay. The fun, the first fun is the balloon. So we do breathing on the very first day. Cool. So they get their breathing tube and they get a balloon and we go over the breathing exercise. It's brief because we're gonna do it every day. I don't care if they do it right or wrong. Mm -hmm. I just want them blowing up the balloon. Sure. Okay. And then we go over the rules of the class. Sure. And right. we have seven rules, seven expectations, and uh, seven something else. Neat. <laughs> it's like seven rules, rules expectations. And I can't remember what else. Something like that. Seven deadly sins. I don't know. Yeah. And then thou shalt not spill spill olive oil on their pants. Thou shalt not eat uh, slide cream unless you're a tuba player and you're really really hungry and you forgot your sandwich. I actually have I have something about that. Anyway, <laughs> the rules and expectations are worded in a way that we're not telling them what not to do. We're telling them what to do. Oh yeah. Um, that's a little psychology trick I learned from actually from. Broward's uh, teacher orientation from when I first moved here. I learned that from college, which is cool. I love it's the same trick because it's like it's like if you say I like it uh, not to stop you, but it's like the idea of like hey, uh, don't run. What was the last word they heard? Run. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's actually smart. Yeah, exactly. I understand that. Exactly. Very cool. So and uh, I, I sometimes I'll say run, do not. Oh, I get it. Yeah, that's actually funny. Yeah. All right, and then. Uh, <clears throat> we give them assignments. First day assignments are get these forms signed. Sure. <laughs> Whatever it is. Information form, yeah. contact now, info. Now uh, it can be a Google form. Uh, yeah, yeah. No, they are. Cool. They okay. Are. Uh, at least the ones that we can make Google forms, they are Google forms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we have fun again. Okay. And we go into chart one of our rhythm charts. Okay. And we get them shouting and screaming their yep. rhythm charts, and then they leave the room like that. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So that's what we're really excited about. I love it. And let's see. Oh, yeah, I mentioned name tags. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's all I've got for procedures and sure for, for the first day. Yeah, what we do is um, I start the class a little bit different. I have them. So the way my, way my band room is, is that I cannot be in my band room doorway and also see the rehearsal space at the same time. There's like, an, there's a, there's like a hallway. Um, so I, what I'll do is I'll stand in the middle so I can, I'll stand in the middle of the hallway of my band room so that I can see kids coming in through the door and see the rehearsal space at the same time. I got my mic set up. I use a microphone. Oh, I have a, I have a mobile microphone that goes around my neck. It was courtesy of the school. Um, it was, I love it. Oh my God, dude. I, I got to get it for you. It's gold. <laughs> I'm so ready. It, it is my favorite. However, it is my favorite tool. What a. I'll ask you about that later. Okay. Go ahead. Continue. Um, so I have so I have my microphone on, and I have the lights dimmed. Lights are dimmed, and I have music playing. I usually I'll sometimes I'll have lo-fi. Uh, other years I've just like, if I want if I'm feeling hype I'll just put on like some '90s in sync or something. Like I'll put I'll put music on, and it won't be blasting, but it'll be loud enough that if you want to speak, you have to speak over the music. Um, 
and my rule this is this my rule when kids walk in if this gets more lenient as in this in this rule goes away about four or five weeks into the school year because by then they're just trained to just kind of be chill um but my rule is as you walk in if you can't hear if i can't hear the music then you were then you were too loud i allow them to have their conversations i allow them to have fun especially the sixth graders who are just kind of like they walk i w- we got to get on a video of me doing the sixth grader impression when they walk into the band for the first time <laughs> I remember when we first did that when quarantine hit. Oh god! Oh my gosh! Oh, so hilarious! Oh, so so like so they'll they'll do they'll put do your it. backpack under the chair. You remember? Oh yeah! So like oh god! It's so don't good. even go into. Death. We'll, we'll get we'll get we'll get some we'll get on video. But like so the kids so the, so the kids will do that, and I allow them I allow the kids to talk, and I allow the students to to you know have their fun. But there's but they walk in. The first thing they see is the the smart board is on. The smart board has all the instructions. It says it's it's literally got the whole. It's got the the agenda for the day. And I say as they walk in, I say, hey, um, put your back put your backpack down here and look at the smart board so you can see the instructions for the day. What you need to bring to your seat. Or and or I may even use less words, but hey, put your back down here. Look at the smart board. See what you need to bring to your seat. And they'll come by. And so they'll they'll do that. And then so and that they walk in. It's hey, how are you? Task. And they walk in, and they're automatically focused and doing something. Um, they typically, uh, the beginners will bring, uh, I'll just have them get used to bringing their band binder to their seat with a pencil. We don't even use it on the first day. Um, actually, I do. That's a lie. Um, but so, like, I'll, I'll bring their band binder to their seat with some scratch paper and a pencil. And we're just in that. And then, and then they sit and wait for class to start. The veterans. I just have them put their backpacks down and then just find find their seat with their sections. And we have I uh, I'll talk I'll get into that game later. The, the find your section game is always fun, um, and that's just a very quick way for them to kind of get tight and get hyped as they sit down. Um, so they so as they're finding their seats, when the bell rings, I put on a two minute timer on the on the smart board. You have two minutes. All classes period. You have two minutes to be in your in in for the beginners. It's be in a seat, uh, and for the for the veterans, it's be in your seat. Um, and they gotta find out what that is. Um, and it's, it's hilarious. The beginners, what I'll do is I'll make sure that kids are sitting in the first and second and third rows because I'll have, you know, the chairs set up and the kids will try to gravitate towards the back and I'm like, no, 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 you go there. Sometimes I'll even stack it. I'll stack, I'll stack the third row until the sec- first two rows are ready and I'll have kids, I'll even, and I'll immediately start asking for volunteers and we'll unstack the third row and then they, they get in. But the idea is getting the kids into the first three rows for beginners so that way they're, they're just engaged and they understand you sit close to the room this is not an easy a like we're gonna walk in here and we're here to learn and you're here to focus and you're here to pay attention that culture is set right away um after the two minute time and during the two minute timer the music's still playing so the beginners walk in and they're quiet they can have their one-on-one conversations but it's very quiet the, the lights are dim it's very mellow it's very chill that's the vibe i go for once that two-minute timer starts, it's kind of the same thing. I pull on the heartstrings and I'm like, "Hey, welcome to you know the biggest organization on campus. We are the face of the program. We're, mm-hmm. we're, the, we're the face of the school. Uh, everybody in the community knows this. You know, I, I our tagline for the Florida Band Podcast is the exact tagline I use for my kids. You know why you're here? That's right. You know why you're here. And I get them hype and I get them, I get them, I get them ready to go. And then same thing, we do our procedures. My procedures, um, I only have three rules. My, and I got this for my intern teacher, and it's my, I call them my I don't even call them rules. I say I have three rules, but they're not even rules. I just have I ask you to do three things, and if we can do three things together, then no, we can do anything we want in this class. And those three things are I call them my three polite things: uh, be silent, be still, and give me your eyes. And we will rehearse it. 
And for the beginners, I have them write this down. Are they going to use this sheet later? Absolutely not. It's just to keep them busy. Right. <laughs> well, it also, I mean, writing helps instill it in their brain more than just saying it out loud. Yes. So, and we'll actually rehearse it. I'll have the, I'll say, everybody, be, let's, I was like, let's, let's talk about what it means to be completely silent. Okay. And we get them complete and it's, and the room stops and you can hear the AC. Worked on me. And then we talk about eye contact. And I talk about, I use Jedi mind tricks of like, you know, eye contact is the strongest form of human communication. If you're looking at me and I'm looking at you right in your eyes, which Christian's not, but that's fine. Um, nope. But if you're looking at me and I'm looking at you, you know, we can, uh, we're, you're gonna, there's a like a 90% chance, unless you're just on Mars for some reason, that you're, that you're gonna understand what I say. And if you speak to me, I will understand what you say. So be silent, be still. Oh, be silent, be still, and give me your eyes. The last thing I work on is being still, and that gets even more quiet because, like, they and I tell them, and I, I don't really mean this, but I do enforce it on the first day just to set that crazy expectation of like, even if you have that kid whose just knee is constantly jittering around, yeah, cut it, like sit here quietly, because you can't do that while you're playing an instrument. You mm -hmm. can't, you like, so let's learn to control ourselves and to have and develop that life skill of body body awareness and body control. Um, and once we have all three things, we move on. Um, and I'll, and I'll, I'll reinforce that on day two. I'll reinforce that on day three. I'll reinforce that on day four. Um, I didn't <laughs> do, keep going. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll usually reinforce it the entire week. Um, and then what we'll do that, um, it, and it slowly goes away. I, through the school year, I really had to pull it out. So we'll go over the three polite things. And I actually get a little more in depth with my rules than you do. Um, just because I, for me, the I, if, as long as I go as as in depth as I go, I don't I never really have to go over it again. Um, I talk about I literally we talk about how to move chairs around the room. Since I've got linoleum, you can't drag the chair because it's gonna go eh! like so. I talk about what it means to pick and pl pick up uh, for moving your chairs is a pick in place. Pick up your pl pick up your chair and place it down, not a drag. I have all the kids. Move, it's funny. I have all the kids drag their chair at once, and then kids freak out because it's 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 chaos. Um, we talk about moving our chairs. We talk about, you know, the no, uh, no food, no gum, no colored drinks. You can have water in a clear container. If I can see that it's water, it's good. Um, we talk about bathroom rules. We, I go over, I go as in depth as I need to so that I don't have to do it again. Um, and then we pull out chart one and we have them scream and then we're loud as possible. And I find that by having them go from those rules the beginners especially, by going from those rules to the screaming their absolute minds off on chart one, they leave just as hype, I, and, and it's fun. For the veterans, the, the find your seat game is I have them, as they're coming in, I say, I want you guys to find, I want you to sit where you think your instrument's supposed to sit, because, you know, every beginning band kind of sits in a different spot because of the instrumentation. Um, and then like, you know, every ensemble, depending on the makeup sits in a different spot. So I say, sit where you think you're supposed to sit. And of course the tubas sit in the back cause they're just depressed and sad and they sit in the back and the flutes sit in the front and the clarinets sit in the, like everyone kind of sits in the general vicinity, but it's always really fun to see the students who weren't paying attention to the rest of their section. <laughs> I keep kicking the table guys. I'm really sorry. Yeah. He's got to stop. But I need to be silent, be still. And give me his eyes, man. Um, but like, uh, it's really fun to watch those kids like not know where they're supposed to go. Like you'll have you'll have all five trumpets in one spot, and then you'll have one trumpet in the front of the room. It's like, bro, bro, who are you? 
Like, what are you doing? And we, and we, it's fun. We, and the kid, it's, it's team building because they have to find who their section is, and then, and they immediately sit down, and then we're ready to go, and then we go through procedures and all that stuff. Um, and that typically, and then with my veterans, as soon like after we do that, we'll go. I usually just go over the changes for the year, and then we dive into chart one, and we try to even get to chart two just to get them getting through it as fast as we can. That might change this year because. You know, the first day's gonna be special. Yeah, but um, but that's that's my routine, and then it's you know cut and dry from there. We usually hit breathing on day two, just because I I make a point to just drill in, drill, 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 all that stuff. And with veterans, you know, we're playing by day two. It's it's breathing, but also long tones um, for the next ten days. But like, <laughs> so uh, that's all really good. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna ask you about that wireless mic in a second. Okay. Um, but I wanted to add to what I was saying earlier. I forgot to mention what I do on the first day for the veterans. Okay. So for concert and symphonic bands, uh, they do line up, they do come in, and they do have two minutes. Yeah. But they have two minutes to be ready to play. Oh. We play on the first day. Cool. I can and never make that communication work. But. Well, I we still have students that don't have their instrument the first day. Sure. And I do not give them a hard time about it. Of course. It's the first because day. Chill. Sitting, sitting there and not playing on the first day mm -hmm. is punishment enough. I'm not yeah. going to make it harder on them. Oh, yeah. You know? Absolutely. Uh, but we'll play. We'll breathe. We'll do a very short warm-up. Mm -hmm. But we play uh, some, either something that they played last year mm -hmm. or a brand new piece of music that we're going to play on the first concert. And they love the chorale and our technique builders. Sure. We'll, we'll play that probably several times. Uh, but it's not a lot of playing, so it, we lead up to it. Okay. And we do this, but we do the same sandwich. Sure. Okay. So we play, and we go over the rules again. And then you play. Um, well, and also their assignments, and then play again. Sure. Yeah. They I, love it. They eat it up. And I actually got that from Michael Antman. Yeah. Like no, it was. Day. Yeah, I, I, um, I found that if you can, if you can uh, communicate effectively, it works. Um, for my school, we're Title One. I I've tried that before, and I was only able to get to half the band, and like that's keep trying. It can yeah. also be instilled over time. Yeah, I I, I as I, an expectation. I believe that and understand that. Um, and you know, for the past like three years, it's just been pretty. Just, like everyone's there on the first day because everyone shows up on the first day. Just bring your instruments tomorrow, guys. And they go, oh, okay. and then every and then everyone well, they'll, they'll make sure they have it the next day. Oh, exactly. Because they didn't get to play the first day. Exactly. And there and, and and usually if I have time, especially you know, especially for the veterans, usually I'll I'll play the music we're gonna play the first concert. Mm. Check yeah. check this check this shit out. That's good. And they and they're like. Oh, oh, God, we're gonna play Thriller, and like, and then yeah. I'm just like, you know what Thriller is? And they're like, no, but we've heard of it. And it's like, so um, the speech yeah. that I give the vets is similar to the one I give the beginners, but it's more of a traje trajectory of the year. Yeah, and what I what I have envisioned for them. Same, and that I'm hoping that they will help me bring that vision to life. Same. Um, now, I also failed to mention that they're like you. You have stuff written on the board. We have uh, a PowerPoint on the on a large screen mm -hmm. at the front of the room, mm -hmm. so kids should we train them to read it every day mm -hmm. and do what it says. Yep. So not only do I tell them out in the hallway what they should do, yep. they read it on the screen. That's why over probably after the first two weeks, they are no longer lining up because they know to read the screen. Right. So now they just come in and and it's actually easier that they don't line up because it's a more scattered. Uh, entrance to their lockers and then to the chairs. That's right. They're not all rushing to the lockers and then all rushing to the chairs. That's right. 
it, it's it, it gets pretty crazy after that. And that's that's why I don't have them line up, but just come in. I don't I don't even yeah. think I would have them line up even if I was. Um, even if I could, like my, my classroom was set up that like the the right builder hallway. Yeah, I don't even think I would just because, especially for the sixth graders, it's just good to wa- have them. It's really really cool, and what's my it's one of my favorite parts of sixth grade is watching their awe on their face when they walk in. They're just like, whoa, this place is a freaking cave, and I'm like, yeah, it is. Go find your seat, um, and just like and and, and we deal with it. Oh. Um, <laughs> Yeah, though no, they um they they really enjoy it um but and 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 I will say if, especially for those you know if, if there's if there's any new teachers listening to this episode um when you when you're making your management do not underestimate what your kids can do I'm a little bit of a micromanager on the first day but I still allow the kids the freedom to make those decisions because that also allows you to one you can it, you you can trust them they're humans. I know they're, they're small humans, but two, it allows you to get to know their personality if you give them a little bit of freedom to move. And like right away, you're, you can make relationships with those kids because the extroverts are going to come and go, hi, and the, the introverts are going to be a little scared and you can talk to them. Um, you know, kids who are lost are going to get lost. It allows you to, it allows you to have the, their personalities run free on the first day um, while also being hyper-structured, especially if you're middle school. But yeah, first day, man, like I... Um, yeah, those are those are my procedures. Is there anything? Oh, you you want to talk? You want to talk about that, Mike? Well, I would also wanted to mention that uh, the reason I have them line up, I'm able to let them line up because I don't have a hallway like you, right? But sure, I want them to enter the room quietly, right? And so, throughout the year, if I have boisterous students mm-hmm. that come in, they line up. That's one of the things that I have them repeat. Okay, got it. That's all. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, it's as the kid. I've never found that on the first day kids are loud anywhere. And honestly, I think the veterans might be loud this year, but I think a lot of the fifth grade, sixth graders are going to be really quiet. And they, they usually, and sixth graders usually are quiet because they don't know anybody. And if they do, they don't know who's in their class yet. So they're super yeah. quiet. So I've never really, I get that, especially because I like the management tool, how you make them relearn it. Um, but it's I never think, a punishment. Like, of course. if they don't follow a procedure, it's, I guess I didn't teach it to you well enough, so right. I'm going to teach it to you again. Yeah, of no. course. But yeah, so the wireless mic, here's my question about that. I've thought of that, and I've had teachers oh, use the, that. I've had, room, like, uh, core class teachers use it. Mm-hmm. I, my first band director, when I first started band in sixth grade, mm-hmm. used one. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's my thing. Here's my question about it. Do you find yourself using the microphone to uh, be louder than them when they are loud? Like loud speaking? Yeah, so I see myself using the microphone, cranking up the volume to try to get them to be quiet. No, that's not how I use it. Um, For me, band makes me insanely hyper. It's not for the kids, it's for me. Band makes, uh, band makes, like, I, I've got mad ADHD, and I could be really, 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 really tired. Um, I could be really, really, really tired, but I'll come in, I'll come in that first class, and I will wake up. Just because band gets me amped. Uh, I, so what does that have to do with the mic? So the mic, the mic allows me to project my voice without having to speak too loud. Too loudly. 
And it, so are by, you saying you have a propensity I'm, to lose your voice? No, I just by projecting my voice, it that my energy reflects my volume. Yeah. And if I can, if I if I literally can quiet down while also getting amplification, it allows me to calm down and teach a little more efficiently and a little bit better. And I can think better because I'm not trying to move at a mile a minute. Um, and by me calming down, it calms the kids down because they're going to reflect your energy. Um, I've never had, it's been a very, very long time where I've had to use a mic to um, yell over our students. And I tell them, like, if I have to use this mic to yell over you, the microphone's going to go away and then you got to, and good luck listening to me. Because, um, you know, we, you don't yell, you know, we, of course, we don't yell at kids. Um, um, but yeah, and, and there are a lot of times for, honestly, for effect, where I'll be talking and then I'll turn the mic off and it forces them to look up. So I'll use it as a management tool, but I mainly use it for me. Um, oh, okay. Just be, just it calms me down and allows me to think. And yes, it doesn't allow me to lose my voice. Um, or it allows me to not lose my voice. Um, and But yeah, I, I will, it, and it allows me to be a little, and like I said, with the volume changes, and literally the volume changes of the microphone, it allows me to be a little more dynamic, my, my more dynamic self, how I am in front of them. So I'm not always constantly having to speak a little louder than I want to. Um, and there's not, a, it's not a struggle for any kid to hear and the changes in volume force them to listen. So it's, I kind of use it multiple ways. The, the microphone, it, it's not like a analog mic. No, you said it's a clip. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a lanyard. Okay. So I hang up, I hang it around my neck. Oh, like on too hot to handle. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, we're watching that show. Episode um, three tonight. It's in T T V M A on Netflix. Um, but so we'll uh, so I'll I'll hang it over my neck, and then I'll zoom it. I'll I'll, I'll turn it up. I'll turn it up almost all the way. Not all the way because it, it can there's interference on the mic or on the speaker. But I'll turn it up pretty high and I'll zoom it into my like I'll, I'll shorten it so it's right right by my voice. It's not hanging down dangling yeah, on my yeah, chest. Yeah. It's right here. It's yeah. Like, it's almost like a choker. Um, and I'll leave it up there, and then. I will um, adjust the settings on the box because it, it, it's it's Bluetooth connecting to the box that connects to the speakers, so it's coming down from the ceiling. Um, it's and, fancy, bro. Uh, it's, it's it was I got it three years ago and I almost screamed because before that I had an actual analog microphone and I felt like I felt like a stand-up comedian standing in front of my kids holding the mic and it was wildly inefficient. I didn't want to use a headset cuz then I feel like I feel like a pop star and I felt I felt ridiculous. So I either didn't have a mic or I had that mic on the mic stand. Um, and then they gave me that lanyard and I popped and it's like my management went through the roof the minute I got I could hmm. cuz it, it works it works all the way to the door. So I could be in my office, like it, later in the year when management gets really, really good and the kids and the routine is there and everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing, I'll usually just be in my office handling what I need to handle between classes as the kids set themselves up and no one's on fire and everything's okay. And I, we can get into classroom management a whole on another day. We will. Um, but like no one's dying in, in, in my school. My school is not the world's greatest when it comes to behavior as a whole, but in my school, no one's dying, no one's on fire, but I'll be in my room. And if I hear things getting a little too loud, I'll speak on the mic like the voice of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> and and like do the, that voice for us right now. Uh, back in the day. No, so, <laughs> um, so no, but it, like the voice of God will come down and they'll be like, oh God, he's listening kind of thing. So I use the mic as a management tool above all else. Um, but yeah, man, you, you should look into that. That mic is... I, I, I think personally, 
I have the same tendencies as you mm-hmm. in terms of in terms of getting really excited and animated. Sure. But I will find myself fighting their volume with the volume of the microphone. So I have been training myself to just sit and wait for them to stop. And just be quiet. Yeah. Yeah. That works for some teachers. I, I can't do it. And the thing is, um, the cool thing was like some, I'm working with Lake Worth High School's marching band. While I was teaching basics, I found myself shouting because we're on a marching band field. And I was like, you know what? Give me a microphone. So we got a microphone and I got it clipped on. I got it. It was a clip on mic right on my shirt. And I calmed down quickly. And the vibe of rehearsal changed instantly. And we got so much more. I think... Yes, I think in that environment that helps a lot mm-hmm. uh, because you have to shout or they can't hear you. See, yeah. in the band room, it's the opposite. Yeah. Um, so that's where I'm at with that. But it is it is cool. I, I mean, I kind of want one, you know. You should try, <laughs> man. I kind of want one, but... It's good stuff. And it, yeah. and it like, I remember my first day or my, fir- my, my third year teaching, I actually lost my voice in October. And I was talking like this for like a long time. So I had to really get, I had to like go. And that's when I first got the analog mic. Um, I see. And I I almost lost my voice this year because I, you know, with 10 kids in the room, you don't need to use a microphone. Um, But as more kids started to come back, I charged that mic up and I used it. And the kids noticed, like everything tightened up and they were just like, He's complete now. What, what are we gonna do? <laughs> he's found. He's found his final weapon, um, and it just works, man. But yeah, for the first day, and that for the first day, that microphone helps a lot because you can't be in everywhere at once, and being able to speak over the over over the speakers as they as the sound rains down on the kids, especially with those sixth graders who don't know you yet, instills that authority and that presence. Not authority, but just that presence of like, okay, he's he's in charge. <laughs> so, do you do name tags? I do not. Um, I do found a, that very helpful. Sure, I'm really good with names naturally. I, I typically, I will either learn your name immediately or I will learn it on the second time. And I will ask kids, and if I will ask kids their name the first time I call on them, and I'll, I'll usually stare at them and go, Christian, 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 and like that, that, <laughs> that, that quirkiness kind of gets them like, uh, what's he doing? And it kind of keeps them on edge, but it's also a little funny. Um, I don't do any tags. Okay, I don't need it. Well, for anybody listening, if you don't do name tags, don't feel like you have to. For those of you that uh, may struggle or want to learn your, na- your students' names faster, consider doing name tags. I've had students in the past, uh, we will provide the paper and they will write their name. And we've had uh, to pass out markers and things like that. And then they don't write their name correctly the way we asked them to. I'm going to print their name tags out this year, just FYI. So if you've had that issue, I'm gonna print them out. They're gonna be on their stand when they arrive to class. So that way you don't get like a both of these, like both of these nuts. <laughs> See, I was gonna, I was gonna go along with you. I was gonna say, who's both of these? Oh, he's the brother of Socrates. Who's that's Socrates? A, that's why I was like, hey man, he's like, hey. See, man, you should. That's, that's how I know, I know I messed up the delivery. That's why I'm like, hey man, you ever hear of Socrates? And they're like, Socrates? Yeah, no, uh, the Greek philosopher. They're like, oh yeah, Socrates. Yeah, he's got a brother. What's his brother's name? His name is both of these. But he's nuts, and then yeah, I don't do it to kids, but like you know, I'll, I'll do it to my wife. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes you get a Candace. Oh no, 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 or you'll get a you'll get a, a Salcon <laughs> or Sumcon. Sumcon. We were at Sumcon last week. But yeah, so that so 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 to avoid everybody's favorite tuba player, both of these. You and you avoid right. you, you use name tags to hear the uh, previous uh, thirty seconds of content. Make sure you become a premium subscriber to our podcast. Yeah. All right. Um, that's all I've got for first day. Uh, you got anything? 
Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if uh, for a final word, um, be strict with a balance of fun, but you gotta be yourself. Was, and that was the number exactly one. Was that was the number one lesson that I could have learned my first year. Like yep. we were talking at the very beginning, that yep. I just didn't do. You gotta be yourself. You gotta be as strict as you feel comfortable being, to where you feel natural. And you gotta be as fun and extroverted as you, as you wanna be. If you're not a if you're not a goofy person like the two of us idiots, then you know the getting the kids to yell and scream if that makes you uncomfortable. Like, and we'll talk about how we do that in rhythm learning later. Um, but like, which is awesome. I learned that from Mike Ammon as well. Um, but if you you know if 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 what if anything that we said makes you uncomfortable, you don't have to try it. But I highly encourage you, and we both highly encourage anyone who's looking to do this for the first time, um, to to just be yourself. And then for those who've been doing their first, you know, their first day, for some people listening may have more first days than we do, which I hope you guys were able to, you know, this was able to get you hyped up into the zone. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, and um, I will also say, uh, if you're not familiar or if you've lost familiarity with. Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm-hmm. Read up. Read it up. Yeah. Takes five seconds and figure out where the environment of your school is yeah. on that hierarchy. Yep. And be that teacher for them. That's right. Especially on day one. That's right. Especially after COVID. That's right. And then the last thing I would say is I would agree. Get if you can get one musical concept accomplished on that first day, it will remind the kids, especially the sixth graders and uh, the sixth graders if you're a middle school um, teacher why they're there because they're not just there to learn rules they're there to learn music and to have some fun but yeah so this was our very first episode and if there was one more thing that oh. i could add oh go just so that i'm the last person oh i'm just I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so um this is our very first episode we hope you guys really enjoyed it stay tuned for the next episode we're going to start talking about middle school fittings um and and for those who are high school um this is not just a a middle school podcast it's a florida band podcast so we're gonna make sure we, we we're gonna have a nice balance of high school content middle school content fba content um all sorts of stuff so everybody keep listening tell all your friends um tell all your colleagues and we will catch you guys later. this has been the florida band podcast my name has been andrew lopez and i'm christian gordon thanks yeah. for listening guys and happy fourth yeah we'll catch you guys later peace Thanks for listening to the Florida Band Podcast. Follow us on YouTube and contact us at flbandpodcast at gmail.com. Catch you next time.